It's every freelancer's dreaded moment, the moment they open their laptop and see that one-star review on the service they have worked so hard to get five-star reviews for. Guys, in this episode, we're going to go down why it's inevitable you're going to get a one-star review, how to process it mentally, and how to bounce back from it. I have gotten more than my fair share of one-star reviews in my freelancing journey, so please, please do not feel discouraged. Let's chat about it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to this week's episode. Today, we are going to talk about bouncing back from bad reviews. Now, reviews are definitely a very stressful part of freelancing, and I am not immune to them even six to seven years into my journey. So I just want you guys to know if you're struggling with reviews or a bad review, you're not alone, and I know exactly how you feel. That's one of the reasons why I made my Facebook group so that people could connect and and just kind of bond and vent about these unfair reviews that you are going to receive at some time. I think it's important that I acknowledge that you are going to receive these bad reviews because by anticipating it, when it actually happens to you, you're going to be less surprised, you know, less angry and less shocked by it. I know when I first started out freelancing and I got that first one-star review, it was like a punch in the gut, you know? It's like I would go above and beyond. I thought I did a great job for the client. And then to get that one-star review, it really hurt and it messes with you a little bit, especially if you're not prepared for it. Today, by being so transparent with all this information though, I hope you guys don't feel that same punch in the gut and you can just take to my Facebook group and post about it if you want. And I guarantee you dozens of other people will chime in and tell you about their first bad review and you guys can connect over it and not feel so alone about it. That being said, I want to stress that on a site like Fiverr, for your first 50 to 100 orders, you really, really want to avoid getting a one, two, or even three-star review. If you do the math, if you get 100 five-star reviews, then after that, if you get a one-star review, it's going to impact your average much, much less dramatically. Whereas if you've only done three orders on Fiverr and you get that one-star review, your review average is going to dip below a four-star average, which is going to effectively drop you out of the algorithm pretty much forever. I know that's a lot of pressure, but I'll talk to you guys about how there's a bunch of different sites that you can be on today, which is why Fiverr is not the end-all be-all. It's just the one I talk about because it happens to be the one that I have a lot of experience with. That five-star foundation when you are first starting out is super critical, which is why I recommend just plugging and chugging when you get started, being willing to go above and beyond. You might get that client that abuses the revision policy, but just know that it's worth it. You know, it's, it's a couple months of grueling work that can literally set you up for the rest of your life. And I can say that firsthand. And I never want people to think that those first months on Fiverr are going to be a walk in the park. And if they have been a walk in the park for you, then please tell me about it because I would love to write a story about it for you. (laughs) They were not a walk in the park for me. And I definitely busted my ass. I kept my head down and I recognized how important those five-star reviews were and how important it was that the client was happy with the work that I had done. I'm now at a place where if I get a one-star review, it still hurts a little bit, 
But I just laugh it off and I'm like, whatever, you know, this happens to be one person out of a hundred that just is not a happy person and I'm going to move on with my life. And their one star review does nothing to my 4.9 star review average because I have over 6,500 orders. So, you know, you guys can dive into the math with that. But if you get a really strong foundation in the beginning of a, you know, 4.8, 4.9, five star review average, that one star review is not really going to impact you. And you can get the last laugh when you still get paid for the order where somebody decided to destroy your review section. Mind you, you are also able to react to someone's review. So if somebody trashes you in a review, you are able to react to it and state, you know, why they were a difficult client to work with too. You know, you can get your little jab in there if you're like me and it makes you feel better. Before I dive into three things that you guys can do to bounce back from it, I just want you to know that when you get a bad review, it happens. You are not alone. I still get them frequently. You cannot please everyone. It's a numbers game, guys. If you work with 20 people, probably two of them are going to hate the work that you do. This is especially true in an industry where you are selling an art or a creativity, like graphic design or writing. Not everybody is going to like your graphic design and not everyone is going to like your writing and you cannot take it personally. Business is business. They are reviewing the product you have given to them based on their likes and interests. It really has nothing to do with you and your soul and your spirit as an individual. And I know, you know, as artists, we can get very attached to the work that we do. But a big part of freelancing is understanding that you are selling this creativity for, you know, a price. And the client does reserve the right to comment on it and ask you to change it. And when you elect to do that, you have to remove your ego and your attachment from it. And again, just realize that business is business. And the sooner you get to that place, you, you know, you get to that headspace, the better a freelancer you are going to be. And as I just mentioned, feel free to use my Facebook group to vent, you know, swear if you want, say that buyer was a freaking whatever, like, I don't care. I'm not going to remove it from my Facebook group. Feel free to be a human being in there. But whatever you do, do not fire nasty comments back at the buyer on Fiverr because then they get the last laugh when Fiverr dings your account or even kicks you off. I used to be fiery with my responses when I was first starting. You know, I didn't understand the the power and potential of Fiverr and I would write back to the client and say some sassy things. I was 22, all right, 23. I mean, I still want to say sassy things. I don't anymore, but I used to and I occasionally got an, an account warning. So don't do that. It's not worth it. If a buyer leaves you a one-star review, close your laptop, go on a walk, write in the Facebook group, you know, sip some tea and remember that th that review does not define you. It is not who you are as a person. And you have so many other freelancing sites to get on if you're feeling discouraged by Fiverr in that moment. With that being said, I'm going to give you guys my three tips for bouncing back from a hit on your review average that has worked for me personally. And a lot of this is actually mindset related because there's nothing you can then do about that one star review. So it's really all how you approach it after you get the one star review. First thing you can do is hit the buy request tab, which I've talked about a lot on Fiverr. It's a job posting portal where people actually post about jobs that they need you to fulfill for them. These people are less concerned with your reviews and more concerned with how quickly can you do the job for them and how cheaply can you do the job for them. It's not a sustainable approach to freelancing, but it's a really easy way to stack up five or 10 five-star reviews if you want to bury that one-star average. If you're like me and you want to be proactive, it always feels good to know that you have something that you can do. You know, you don't like to feel helpless with all of this. That's how I definitely am. So hitting the buyer request tab is a great place, I think, to be proactive about it, to feel like you're doing something about that one-star review 
and to feel like, you know, you're reviving your profile from the one-star review hells that it is currently in. The second thing that you can do, and this is a mindset tool, is sign up on other freelancing sites. You know, guys, there's Upwork, there's Contra, there's Continuum, there's so many different options available to you today. I don't know why you wouldn't sign up on all of them. And that way, like, let's say somebody destroys your review average on Fiverr. If you already are all set up on Contra and Upwork, you're just going to feel less bad about it. That's why you cannot put all this pressure and stress just on your Fiverr profile. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen to Fiverr. You know, nobody knows. So relying just on Fiverr for your entire income as a freelancer is not a smart thing to do. It's the same thing as investing. You know, you don't throw all of your money into one single stock. You, you throw it into 10 different stocks with variations so that your portfolio is protected from the volatility and the changes. And the same thing goes with freelancing. If you get that one star review on Fiverr and you want to cry, you're so upset, use that energy, you know, use that upsetness, use that anger to go set up your profile on an Upwork, which is pretty much the same thing as a Fiverr. Contra, which just launched, you know, they're still in their beginning phases, but they're definitely up and coming. They're a different kind of marketplace that's based on collaboration more so, but I really expect them to take off since they have that 0% commission fee. It's a very unique selling point for them. So I definitely would create a profile on there now before it takes off. There's also Continuum, which is the all-in-one, you know, freelancing software that you would use if you run your own freelancing business and get your own clients and you start telling people at parties that you're a freelancer. And next thing you know, someone's like, Hey, can you make my website for me? Sure. You know, let me put you into my continuum where I can invoice you and add you as a crew member and all of these different things that you could be doing. So just from a mindset perspective, I say get on all of these sites. And that way, you know, when something unfair happens to you on one of them, you know that you have two or three other ones to fall back on. Last thing you can do, another mindset hack, although this is just actually valuable for you too, is to build out your own freelancing website. You know, start your personal brand when that happens. I mean, so many of these website builder tools for like 50 bucks, you can make a landing page where you brand yourself as a freelancer, you know, upload your picture, your biography, talk about how much you love providing services for people, make the website look nice, you know, paste it on Facebook, join different Facebook groups. You can't promote yourself in mine, but go promote yourself in other ones, like you know, other gig economy groups. Paste it to your LinkedIn, text it to your friends. Make it so that people can hire you off of a Fiverr. This will just help you sleep better at night. If you know that, oh my gosh, my Fiverr got totally wrecked today, what am I going to do? And if you have a personal website, you could say, oh, this is what I'll do. I still have my personal website. It's more so a mindset thing than anything, but Developing this personal brand presence as a freelancer is actually the long-term end game here. And a lot of you have seen me do this in, in recent years. You know, my first three or four years, I didn't have anything. I was just relying on Fiverr and I was losing sleep over it. It's not sustainable. It's not a good way to be in business. And pretty much last year when I opened my TikTok was when I started to invest in my brand as a freelancer, you know, more than my Fiverr profile, but the brand of Alex Fasulo, comma freelancer. And as you guys have seen, you know, my social media stuff is taken off by sharing it with people. And you never know, it might take off for you too. I've seen a lot of people start sharing their freelancing journeys and they are amassing their own following, like similar to what I've done. And, you know, you own your brand at the end of the day. Like when you're on Fiverr, they still own your pro profile. When you're on Upwork, they still own your profile. Um, at the end of the day, when you own your own website, your own Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, whatever it is, that is yours and that is the highest, highest level of job security 
because nobody can take that away from you. The only way you would lose all that is if like the grid went down. And honestly, with the way 2020 and 2021 have been, who knows, maybe the grid will go down. At least I have some mangoes in my front yard. But yeah, guys, I mean, be proactive with it, you know, start to develop your own personal brand, write articles about it on LinkedIn, where you link to your landing page as a freelancer, start to make yourself appear as an expert to people, you know, pat yourself on the back because nobody else is going to do it for you. So I actually recommend, you know, if you're on a Fiverr or an Upwork right now, while you're doing that, start to build out this landing page because just in case one day if you wake up and you're kicked off of one of them or you have that really unfair review, you at least already have that website all set up and ready to go. All of these things is why I'm, you know, I'm a big proponent of having the seven plus different streams of income online through the gig economy. Cause I realized like three or four years into my journey, if I could do this with Fiverr, why can't I do this again and again and again? I don't have a boss. I don't have anyone controlling my time. Fiverr has no right to comment on if you're on other freelancing sites. You know, you're still an independent contractor. So the same principles that held true for Fiverr hold true for having four or five other places where your freelancing income is coming in. And that's one of the major reasons why people are quitting their jobs and doing this because you have the freedom to go do whatever you want. There's no non-compete form that you've signed. There's no rules that say you can't wake up and have five different things that made you money in your sleep. And that's one of my favorite things about all of this and about the gig economy is I believe it's totally, you know, equalizing the playing field. I think it's going to bridge generational wealth gaps. I think it's going to help people in socioeconomic classes climb out because you don't need the fancy degree. You know, you don't need the advantage anymore. You just need the internet and the mindset and the willingness to make it happen. And I think that's really, really cool. And basically why I started this whole podcast. And of course, I have much more to share with you guys than just freelancing specifically. But like I've said, I wanted to get these more complex topics out of the way first so that all the freelancers who follow me have everything they need to go be successful. And then I'm definitely going to pivot into some more gig economy in general, affiliate marketing, dropshipping, all of those fun topics, plus interviewing people, guys, I promise. So with that being said, I'm going to reiterate, don't let it get to you and don't take it personally. Business is business. It happens to all of us and is definitely a downside to freelancing in a marketplace. I have never been shy about stating that. That's why you want to make sure you are freelancing outside of marketplaces as well. I believe all of it can come together into this one singular freelancing brand that you manage. And before long, you know, you might be a boss. You might be managing your own people working with you. And you might be able to curate the dream life for yourself that you never thought was possible, but now realize is. And, you know, Continuum is a really great way to start building up that personal brand and getting your own freelancing clients that are off of a Fiverr where there are no reviews to destroy you. <laughs> this probably sounds cliche, but I'll, I'll just end it with this. You know, you are more than your reviews. You are not your one-star review that you just received. However, the mature side of me would say, you know, some feedback and criticism is necessary on a freelancing journey. Some of those one-star reviews that I received in the beginning, they were warranted when I look back on it. And the sooner you kind of learn to accept that criticism unemotionally and rationally, the better a freelancer you will become because some of these people are actually trying to tell you something. You know, maybe you need to have a better questionnaire. Maybe you didn't communicate with them enough. And it's okay. It's all part of this learning experience. Nobody's perfect with freelancing. Like I said, I've gotten plenty of one-star reviews. I've had a ton of people tell me to F myself. All the fun stuff that comes with it. But please don't feel like you have to be alone in it. You know, get on all of the different social media channels I've specifically made for this 
so that you don't let it get to you. And please, please don't quit. Please don't quit if you get a one-star review, guys. I'm begging you. The world needs freelancers. It needs thought leaders. It needs people leading the charge to help everyone else stuck at their nine to fives come and do the same thing. All right, guys, with that, I will be back next week with another spicy freelancing topic. And I hope you guys go out there today and freaking crush your days. Bye.